you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? It... It was really good. Um, it was chill. Mm-hmm. I had such a busy week. Like, every day after work, I had, like, stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you just feel like you never get any time off. Yeah. So, this weekend, like, Friday night, I was out with my family. We had a girls' night. That was very fun. And Saturday, I was home, chilling, doing nothing, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Then I went to a game night. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, I was definitely a little lazy. I didn't get through everything. I, well, I really wanted to finish my laundry, and I didn't. And I was babysitting for a little bit, but I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then we're here. So I had a good weekend. So. And how was your Thanksgiving? Cause it's been- I know. And thank you guys for <laughs> allowing us to have a little break. Every now and then, we just... <sighs> We just we just want a, a Sunday off. <laughs> um, I had a great Thanksgiving as usual. I spend it with my family, and we always have a good time. And the food is always phenomenal. So yeah, I had a good Thanksgiving. I had a good Thanksgiving break because I was also off. Right. So it was really nice to get some sleep and to. I definitely had a mini cold, but I'm glad that it didn't like be a like a huge yeah, thing. Half I nipped my it. office is sick right now. They need to be I'm home. popping my vitamins. Um, well, you know, when I work, I bully people and go home. <laughs> we have teleworking capabilities. So, yeah. I get it. You don't want to not work. Mm-hmm. Take your germ infested behind <laughs> and your laptop home <laughs> and work all day and night. And spray that laptop before you come back okay. in. I have a mask. And when mm-hmm. I hear people cough at work, I take the mask out. And they be oh like, all right, Shanae. It's not... It's not it was just something in my throat. I said, I don't know. That was three coughs in five minutes. I don't know if, if, if you choked on something or you got a cold. I just know I am not catching nothing. But I had a good weekend and I enjoyed my Thanksgiving break. And I am looking forward to my Christmas break because the countdown is on, baby. Yeah. I have... You only got like nine more days. I have as far as seven like actual calendar days. Yeah, I have seven work days mm-hmm. um, before it's like see y'all in 2020. <laughs> so I'm excited for my time off. Y'all holiday party is next year or is it this year? Holiday party? What's about? I feel like y'all had a holiday party number. My job? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, last year was a dinner. I didn't go. This year is a luncheon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's this week, actually. Okay. I think it's this week. Okay. Um, my weekend, what did I do this weekend? Oh, um, I went to the Joe Button live show. Um, yeah, my weekend was overall pretty chill. I just went to the Joe Button live show with Sharice, took myself to brunch. Other than that, I was just kind of in the house, washing my hair, you know, regular, regular things. Um, Thanksgiving was cool. Went to, um, a musical at Toby's Dinner Theater with my brother and my mom. And then went to my friend Sharice's house for Friendsgiving, um, which foodwasbomb.com. Um, so that was my pretty much my Thanksgiving. And I spent the rest of the Thanksgiving weekend binging uh, Love and Hip Hop because I wanted to catch up before it comes back on, which is next week. So 
I am all caught up. And then this weekend, I realized how many shows I missed that I watch on the weekends. So I, like, caught up on all that this weekend. Because um, I didn't realize the shows that I, like, kind of abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I I have, like, two more weeks to my Christmas vacation. But, you know, it's all good. It's December, so it's, like, well, It's the end of the year. It's wind down time. Yeah. And, like, everyone's kind of in the, like, okay, let's wrap up this year mood. People bringing in treats and cookies and all those kind of things. So Just keep us fat. <sighs> right. Um... <laughs> So, it's been good, though. Alrighty. Well, yeah, moving right So, we're going to talk about T.I.'s Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> because we talked about, um, you know, the story with T.I. and his daughter. So, mm-hmm. with part one, we hear him kind of talk about, you know, the situation, the hymen comments... Within the first five minutes of the episode, I personally was annoyed because I was like, okay, here you go. <laughs> to me, he backpedaled. Mm-hmm. He was like, he didn't necessarily say that. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of said some parts he was joking. Bull it crap. wasn't as, you know, as people he thought. That he like, exaggerated. But right. I, be- I do believe that one part that he probably exaggerated and lied, but... He was like, and I thought people would know that I'm, like, just joking. Why would we know that? We don't, First of all, we don't know that, but it just proves the fact that you be lying. But I also <laughs> felt like, even if it was exaggerated, you meant it. And I yeah. think that's, to me, how You I wanted was. it to be true, which is still problematic. Like, you meant it. Even yeah. if it was exaggerated, you meant it. And yeah. that's how I felt. And he talked about how he didn't make any follow-up comments because he was asked not to. Right, by his daughter. Um, his daughter was like, just enough. And he agreed to that. And it seems like some apologies were done there. And as conversations did not stop, she was like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. you can speak on it and just be done with it. And so they're here. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I thought was weird was the way he defines to me essentially fatherhood. Mm -hmm. Because he made a comment of saying, like, in this world of... um, you know, how this world is changing and independence is like, what is the father's role then? Mm-hmm. If he's like, I'm just, he's, he makes it seem like men's only purpose in being a father it's is a, providing and protection. There's nothing and else. Keeping their child a virgin. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, not their child, their daughters. Well, right. Because it's don't just do the same for sons. The protect, he calls it protection right. of his daughters. And I, and I felt like if that's what you feel like you offer as a father just to your daughters, then that's sad on your end because I'm like mm-hmm. you literally don't do anything else for your daughters mm-hmm. other than um, other than obviously creating them and financially supporting them right that's 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 what you define as like the purpose of a father when there's mm-hmm. so much more so I thought that was weird um at first I was like I don't understand why tiny is here but then you see that she was gonna be on part two so that's kind of why she was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if someone was going to be there, it should be her mother, but don't know if she was ever invited or if her mother would even want to be there mm-hmm. to, to kind of explain or to say things. Cause I do think people had questions for the mom. Like right. if you knew this was going on, if you knew you had that mindset and then when they asked, which I'm glad, cause I do feel like Jada was a little soft 
feel like the mother was a little bit more like, let's say that's what you meant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that annoyed me with Jada. Mm-hmm. But, I really wish Willow was there. I know, because someone need to say what them two wasn't saying. Like, <laughs> what is that? You realize that's whack. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know? And it's like, y'all just should have made this episode longer. Like, <laughs> y'all should have let Willow or scheduled it when Willow was available and let her ask what she want to ask. Like... I don't, you know something, I really wonder how he even would have responded to her because I know he would have wanted to be respectful because it was Will and, and Jada's daughter, but he's yeah. also not a person to me that is like, deals great with someone being like, pushing. Confrontational. Confrontational, especially yeah. as a woman. And mm. for her, a young one, I don't know how he would have, you know, you he definitely would have mind his words, he ain't stupid, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know how that would have went. Mm. But when they asked, like, what would have happened if you found that she wasn't a virgin, and he's basically saying that, like, you know, sex makes you somehow an adult now, and that the consequence was, like, you need to have a plan now. You need to, to me, basically saying financial support could be pulled if they had sex. And also talking about, like, the difference between the two, where That's it's like... Because if it's the son gets someone's pregnant, it's like he don't care because the baby's not living in their house where the daughter gets pregnant, then he has to care. And I'm thinking, well, one... One would hope you would care either way because it's your grandchild. Right. And I feel like the uh, the concern for a teen parent should be the same, whether it's um, a girl or a boy. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he just showed, to me, I don't know what he felt like that conversation was going to be. Did he feel like it was going to be redeemable for me? I didn't feel that. I watched that thinking, you are what I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of it. Yeah. Did you have any, like, any other thoughts? No. Covered it. (laughs) I thought it was trash. And then part two, Mm -hmm. when it dove into Tiny and T.I.'s relationship, I didn't watch the whole thing. I want her to run. It was kind of sad to me because... I felt a little cringy. A lot of times she was explaining the process that she went through, and Jada even said that her and Will went through a lot of the same things. And I think... Because Tiny loves T.I., she was excusing a lot of that behavior. Very much so. Um, now, at some points, I loved when he tried to cut her off. She like, let me talk. Like, I right. loved that. Um, but I feel like the way her perspective wasn't well accepted by him. And then my thinking was... I thought y'all got through this. <laughs> when no. they was talking about old stuff they dealt with and they still wasn't on the same page, I'm like, I thought y'all dealt with this. It didn't seem, it don't seem like y'all dealt it with didn't. that. It um, didn't. So, I don't know. It just, it just. I mean, look, it, hopefully they still are in counseling. Like they said, counseling has helped so much. Um, So, hopefully they still in that because, <laughs> like, just no. Right now, it still seems... As if um, T.I. does not take responsibility. And, I mean, he still don't know what patriarchy is, so he need to go. Since, with his big words, he need to go open up a book and read about that. When that part happened, I said, he's like, and I, I looked that up, and I saw that, like, brother. Mm. So, because, I mean, in part one, yes, he didn't understand how patriarchy affected yes. his daughter. But he clearly don't even understand how it affects his wife. So, yes. um, I hope he takes some time to do some reading about that. And, you know, maybe when he start his, when he do a new episode of his podcast, because he's still been on break with that, which I'm sure was not planned. 
Uh, I hope he, you know, discovers something about patriarchy because, um... Open his eyes a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Moving right along, I want to talk about R. Kelly's girlfriend, Joycelyn Savage, did an interview with TMC, TMZ. So what her sister said was true. She said her sister, uh, while uh, last episode, I think I talked about this, mm-hmm. the sister spoke out to say, I don't feel like that's my sister. It's not the way she sounds. I don't feel like that's her. Right. And that is correct. She came out to say that that account was pretending to be her. Wow. The social media accounts were pretending to be her and that they are fake. She still loves Robert. Wait. She is with Robert. Oh she, God. um, they would never, she would never, in a, her words, I would never in a million years hurt him like this. So it's really sad that someone would pretend to be me and put it out in the world to right. say all those things. So, okay. So she is doubling down. You thoughts. None of that is her. She's still with him. They still visit him. They still go to every court case. And she would never betray him. First thought. My God, people are, you know, creative as hell on how to make money. Because so many people pay for that Patreon to read that daggone book. So, I mean, while it's scamming. Kudos for Oh, I, for didn't, I didn't know out what she was about to say. But I make think, money. I did not think God, she was going to say that. Like, people are just so creative. It's I scamming. Think, I, Don't yeah, but wrong. I also think that's, like, super weird. <laughs> it is. Like, to me, that's it's troubling. It's so weird. Like, you went through you this went to, process. To write like, all that, like, <laughs> that's weird. I'm sorry. I think to make the fake stuff is weird. That's but, very extra. But two, it saddens me. She, because she's doubling I down. I thought she was, you know, on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems that she's still... Um, I don't want to say under his spell, but... She's still with him, and yeah. she's still... Wants to be with him. Her and the other girlfriend are standing by their man. And um, and he just, you know, it's a new case every week for this man. It is. Because now it's a case be- from him forging mm-hmm. the marriage. The, for um, for Leah. Yeah. I read that I'm yesterday. Like, you know, if one case fails, he still got, you know. Something got to crack him down. <laughs> like, if all, he can't get through all of these. No, ain't Something. no <laughs> Needs ain't, to keep him behind bars. Ain't no way. And that's where I stand on that. So, yeah, let him stay back there for as many years and as many states want to keep him in there. Right. <laughs> but. So, I wanted to give an update on that. Okay. So, moving on, next story. want to talk about, okay, quick honorable mention before we get because the other ones we could talk about a little bit okay omarion announced <laughs> another <laughs> millennium tour and it's funny because the internet put two and two together he made the announcement on little fizz's birthday mm-hmm. happy birthday and while he made he did like a, he dropped a clue and saying y'all ready for another one mm-hmm. we didn't know like what was who's gonna be on it mm-hmm. so then he dropped the lineup and it's Omarion and Bow Wow headlining. Which, I mean, classic album of them two together. Yes, they had Don't the Face Off album. They had some jam. Omarion is an artist, I think, all of us can agree. He has 
a great catalog as a solo yeah, artist. Yeah. Bow Wow does... wasn't a B2K fan, but when it came to that Bow Wow and Omarion. Bow Wow <laughs> has catalog on his own, and then they had that album together. Yeah. So it makes sense that they could be headliners. Yeah. I'm ready to say Bow Wow Wow, Yubi Yubi Yay, Where My Dog's At, <laughs> Bark With Me Now. Oh my God. Also on the tour is Yin Yang Twins, who was on it before, Lloyd, who was on it before. Sammy is a new addition. Mm-hmm. Soldier Boy is a new addition. And Pretty Ricky was on there before. Then they announced that Ashanti will mm-hmm. be joining the tour. And I'm like, for it. She definitely was the queen of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a catalog as well. So I'm excited. And I will be seeing that. I will say the internet was funny for days off of that announcement. <laughs> like all the jokes about Mayan. Like even J-Bug. Who was in BTK was making jokes like yeah. stopping that all their bags. Because I think he's still a part of it, even though he's he not performing. Omarion oh, made sure, you know what? I'm not going to keep you from the money. Right, yeah. He, Just because our other group I believe, member won't act up, if I, you still going to get money. <laughs> I believe if I read it correctly, he's like the booking agent or something mm-hmm. on a few shows. Mm-hmm. So he is getting some money off yeah. of some of the shows. Mm-hmm. So that made it funnier too when that came out. Like if all that's true. And I think like other one members are like they do in certain cities. Right. And so it just made me laugh because I just was like, <laughs> it did make it seem like while Mario did his little interview, he was like, no, I'm not bothered at all. I'm moving forward. Life is whatever. Then he dropped this. It's like, boom, pow. But it's like, I still wonder... If that is him just like, no, I'm moving on with life, but that does not mean it has to include, you know, him. But I also feel like... Or is it him like, nah, nigga? (laughs) I honestly still think it's him moving on. Because let's be clear. Omarion, there was B2K, and he has his own solo career. And with this past tour, he was splitting the check four ways. Mm -hmm. And now he's in a headline position. Mm Where he's probably getting a bigger cut. So I do yeah. think part of it is business. Because mm-hmm. he did choose to be solo as well when mm-hmm. the um, group ended. But I'm sure, I don't care how unbothered he is, I feel <laughs> like him or someone around him did chuckle. Because you have to. It, yeah. I just feel like you have to. Either way, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm going. Bow, wow, wow, you be yo, you be Because they come to Baltimore like March. Yes. And they actually come to the arena. So mm-hmm. it'll be more seats, which I'm glad. And... Um, tickets are, they did the pre-sale and, you know, Christmas shopping, I ain't got it right now. So, <laughs> I feel like since it's a bigger arena, then I have more of a chance to, like, you, you know, know get the tickets that I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, moving on, I want to talk about Gabrielle Union. Oh, yeah. She was let go of her hosting gig. From that trash show. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> from America's Got Talent. <laughs> and she was fired. And so then some stories came out about her experience while working there Mm -hmm. and the ways that they were... Discriminatory. Yes, towards her and um, people on the show. Yes. And there was a lot of of information out there. Um, For example, about her hair. They felt Mm -hmm. like it was too ethnic, too black. Um, About certain people who did well on the show they didn't Mm -hmm. want them to make it far because they felt like they weren't um the right fit and of course people who weren't the right fit were black people right you know they wanted to choose other groups other things because they felt like america could get behind them Mm -hmm. they talked about how other judges made inappropriate comments and did inappropriate actions and didn't get any sort of consequence it's Mm -hmm. just honestly a long list of inappropriate behavior right and that what I really do love is 
all the support that she got online yeah. and people coming Even to the like fence. other celebrities and mm-hmm. things like that, they mm-hmm. were all like, we're here from you. Because she was clearly like struggling with it. Like she did the right thing in the whole situation. Of course. She spoke up when she felt like things were said that were inappropriate. Mm-hmm. She dealt with the complaints about her hair changes. Mm-hmm. Like she brought more um, viewers to the show because they had been declining in viewership. She, yeah, and they had fact and data to prove it. So right. she did all of the things that she was supposed to do and still got mm-hmm. let go. And so I think she was frustrated and she expressed that. Um, but and still, she, I felt she was very classy about it as well. Oh, yes, yes. And she had so much support, like, we are here from you, like, for you. And, you know, I just hope that, like, you know, she finds something next and she keep, continues to keep it pushing, but... That show, they didn't let her go. They let Nick Cannon go. It's mm-hmm. like... And they were saying Nick had similar feelings. Yep. And she tweeted about how she was in a meeting, that it was long, it was tiring, and she's hopeful that it could at least make things better for the future. So we don't know exactly what was discussed, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that show trash at this point. I mean, I never I never watched Me it. Me either. I've only ever watched like the clips that I see on Facebook as I scroll. Right. <laughs> Never, I've know. never actually dedicated time in my life to watching the whole show. Right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Kamala Harris. Kamala. I thought it was Kamala. No, it was Because Ka- I know a Kamala. <laughs> That's, it is. Y'all right. <laughs> I'm thinking about the Kamala I know. Mm-hmm. Um, she dropped out out of the presidential race. Presidential mm-hmm. race. Apparently, she says it's the lack of funding. She can't continue on. Um, not all sound fishy to me. Not all the streets believe that. Nah. But that is her statement. Because, so, when you already qualify for the next debate, and she had money, she just got another, you know, substantial um, contribution to her campaign right before she quit. I think someone asked her to run as her VP, and she agreed to it. And was like, well, might as well save these dollars for then. Um, mm. And decided. Who do you think? I think Biden. I think Biden asked her. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But that's my. Do you think that hurts or help Biden's campaign? I think he thinks it will help, but I don't think it'll do him no difference than how it, he's already doing. Because I think, for the most part, those similar ways how the community was split about her. Is how people feel about him. They are. So, I I don't think it'll necessarily help. Um, Yeah, I don't think it'll necessarily help, but I do think he will think it'll help, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see, but that's my suspicion. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, her dropping out at this point, because a lot of people will drop out in the new year, because if they don't qualify for the last debate, which is in January, if I remember correctly, it's like, why even try? Yeah. And so I think in the New Year's when when you find out whether or not you qualify, that's when a butt ton of people will drop out. And so it doesn't make sense. If you qualify for the December debate, it does not make sense to drop out before the very last. Mm. Like, that that just doesn't make sense. So the only logical thing I can come up with is that someone asked her to run with them as a VP and that someone had more share of the popularity vote as of right now than so she does. Sense, and so right. it just makes sense. That's the Well, let's only just thing. see if Sydney is right. Time yeah, will tell. we'll see. I'm going to come back to this clip if I'm right. <laughs> okay, moving on. 
Cardi B and Offset. Uh-huh. So apparently, um, Takashi's six nine, um, baby mama. I hate that term, baby. Child's mother. I, yeah, I usually say I try to say child's, child's mother because I don't like that. I know. Um, showed a DM from Offset. Mm-hmm. And then quickly after you, and that was on Instagram. Quickly after you saw some wild tweets from Offset on Twitter, and then the family. The Offset Cardi family did a series of videos. I don't videos. Even know what their last name is. I don't know. I don't know his last name. name. Let me the the family did a series of videos, basically saying, "We're happy, we're sick, and sleeping," <laughs> and also to say, "Don't bring that mess over here." <laughs> so they wanted to show that you know he's been hacked. So the first thing I think a lot of people saying that's right. Okay, Cephas. I think the first thing a lot of people were saying were like, um. That's it. Instagram DM and his Twitter got hacked. So mm-hmm. what? What are you saying? <laughs> then with more video footage and emails and everything from the both of them, they're saying he was hacked completely for both. That's not him. They're in a much healthier part. place. Um, mind your business and keep living. Obviously, the internet. Most <laughs> of I feel like a good portion of the internet don't believe it. Yeah. They believe he was in her DMs and he is faking being hacked. I don't believe to, that. That's what they. That's what the streets are saying. <laughs> that he's faking the hacking mm-hmm. so that um, his wife uh, doesn't think he's doing it. Yeah. Now, what is your philosophy? So the only way to get hacked on two platforms is if your password is the same, which is stupid. So if anybody that's listening. Password is the same on any social media accounts. Make them a little bit different. Okay, well, here's the thing. A lot of us do that. Let's I, let's call it spade. Mine is not. I know, but, but I'm just saying in general, you know how many passwords you need in life these days between whether you, if you're working, your work passwords, yeah. your personal social media. Uh, I know. I, people, I understand. You know, so I reuse ha- um, passwords, but for social media accounts, I they're don't all different. the same password. I'm trying to think of all mine is different. Yes, when I think about it, they are, but that ain't on purpose. (laughs) I got like... So, that's one thing. So, for him, for both of them to have to be hacked, the password would have to be the same, which is stupid on his part. Or his phone had to get stolen, which he said did not happen. What I think is one got hacked, and for him trying to recover from it, he posted stupid stuff on the other one. So that he could confirm, like, oh, I got hacked. See, that don't even look like stuff I would say. So you're saying, do so? Do you feel like the Instagram was indeed hacked? Yes, okay. I think Instagram was hacked, and then he posted Faked bull crap it on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. okay. Because okay. you know how many times people, and that's such an old trick. First of all, you know how many times people used to do that when they would say something because they was in the moment, and then be like, like, oh, oh I, I was got hacked. hacked. I know. No, you wasn't. The same, the <laughs> like, same things people that do. That don't work no more. The same thing people do is Instagram, like, oh, Instagram deleted this pic. No, it <laughs> yeah. did not delete that picture. <laughs> unless it was literally being reported or something. Right. In which they would tell you it got reported yes. or something. Yeah. Instagram didn't randomly delete the picture right. that you had to put back <laughs> yeah. on here. So yeah. stop with your lies. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I think that's what it was. I don't think both of them got hit. I feel you, and I gotcha. Okay, so 
Um, I heard this today. Do you you had a Juice World? Yeah, he passed away today. This yeah, was early this morning. I am not familiar with him. I have heard his most popular songs, which most people know him for. What's his most popular song? I don't even know the name. Hold on, you know I'm bad with names. Do you feel like I've heard it before? I'm because you listen to the radio. I no, don't. I don't. Okay, well, I don't listen to the radio, and I have heard these. Because I be listening. To like my phone and Juice World is not on my phone. Anyway, Lucid Dream. You probably you had to hear the song. It's fine. Keep okay, <laughs> I will look into that. But he did pass away. Yeah. Um, so he had a seizure that brought this on. Mm-hmm. He was conscious when he went to the hospital, and then later passed away there. Um, he was only twenty one. Yeah, he just turned twenty one. Like three or five days ago, like right. recently. So it's really unfortunate. And he had lyrics in his song that like. It was something about barely making it past 21. So it's just, it's sad. I know. I The thing I'll say is this. Um, condolences to his, his family, his friends. Um, because it's tough to lose a loved one. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think sometimes we always think, you know, when you're younger, you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. In a way where if someone's older, someone passed, you're like, well, they're, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's like when they're young. older, it's like, oh, they got to live a good life. Right, when, they're, when it's young. And in this case, it has to be... Some sort of medical was the seizures. It's not yeah. like he got in a car accident or something like free accident. <clears throat> he was having seizures, seizures, and a lot well, of people were saying he had a history of seizures. Cause that I, that's not what I heard, but I didn't know that if he does have a history. Well, people were related to his drug use and lean use. Yeah, that's what. And I heard. even though he was off so. lean, um, they were just saying. It's all speculation. Let me yeah. be clear. Because no that, autopsy has um, been done. It was it. just like the damage has been done type of thing. Yeah. And your body still responds even sometimes after, depending on when you stop. So they're saying it's drug related. Yeah. Who knows? The point is it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And um, take care of yourselves the best you, way you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all I can say about it. Yeah. Then it's like some other stuff that honestly, I just feel like we've been talking so long. I'm ready it could to just on. do small mentions because it, it's been a little long. I know. So, so. small mentions. Um, one, I think everyone should take a moment to read the Uber uh, sexual assault report. Mm-hmm. They put it out there. I think you should read it. I did. I did read it and go, wow, that is scary. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, my ladies. You know, I can't even say be safe as possible because you're not, in these cases, no one's doing, we're not doing anything and it just, you know, it happens. Mm -hmm. You still are, you have every intent to be safe and it doesn't Check the license plate. But, you know, uh, be careful when you're using these ride share apps. Um, Be as careful as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, Be mindful of what's going on in the car, as mindful as you can. You know what I mean? I also feel like, have something with you. Um, stun gun. Whatever legal in your state. Whatever's legal in your state. Because stun mean, guns are legal in some states, no, so you have to look at things. You know, do what you can. Pocket knife, <laughs> pepper spray. We're not going to tell y'all to do nothing illegal, but do what you got to do. Be registered If somebody got to mail you something from another state. I mean, look at what's allowed in your state. Like, for example, if you're in the state of Maryland, stun guns are allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, pocket Do what you have to do to be safe and... It's unfortunately that um, it's a whole industry that we have to us do that, keep us ourselves safe. But, but you, you know. need to do that and do what you need to do and what's comfortable for you. Yeah, and I'll say that. Honorable mention: <laughs> Billy D. Williams. Mm. So 
a couple days ago, it came out that he was saying that he was gender fluid. Gender then fluid. he doubled down, and on then it. he came back and said he don't know what gender fluid. He mean. don't know what it meant. So and it had nothing to do with sexuality or sexual orientation, which gender but, fluid is not about sexuality. But, but instead, being about in touch with his softer side, I wasn't talking about sex. I wasn't talking about, about being sex. gay or straight. That ain't what gender um, fluidity is. Um, so, so he don't know what it is. Even if what he described himself as is gender fluidity, fluidity, he don't know what the word mean. So, if people aligned what he said with that, it may align with it, and he's still going double down against it, because he don't know what the heck it means. He thinks it has to do with sexuality, and he took it as people saying he was gay, right. and so he's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not gay, even though that's not what being gender fluid means. So, right. you know, and I think, old people. <laughs> like, I can't even... <laughs> but I think, because I, I do believe that a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah. And I still think a lot, a of, lot people of people don't know. Sometimes can be confused with um, a lot of the different ways you can identify. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's important is to do research. Yeah. There are a lot of... Uh, hello, Google is free. Um, Google what things mean so you can understand and not come from a place of ignorance. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't take that long. There are several websites. There are organizations mm-hmm. who put out information about what this means, the proper, you know, you know, everything, proper pronouns, mm-hmm. all of that. Read about it. Know about it. Mm-hmm. And don't be like him. <laughs> and I say that to say, like... <laughs> If you're going to use a term, know that it is appropriate and mm-hmm. that you identify as such. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't just be saying something and then you get comments back. And you're like, wait a minute. Because, <laughs> like, he literally could be, but he's saying no because maybe he don't like what the comments he's receiving. Because maybe the people he's... that responded to him are also ignorant. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Everybody needs to read. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody needs to read. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And the last thing I really want to talk about is a couple days ago. Actually, yeah, a couple days ago, um, there was that stolen UPS truck. Oh, yeah. And that ended where they kill everybody, yeah. including a bystander. Yeah, a bystander. The driver the that the was a hostage. Yeah. And a lot of people are calling, are trying to, they want to, they want to keep the police department accountable in mm-hmm. their methods and what they did. I mean, that was a very full street because I did see some of the footage. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people could got hurt. Mm-hmm. They was just a blatant... Uh, other people did get hurt. Other yeah. people did get hurt. I'm saying more could have been hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like this blatant shootout and it, it calls and people are calling to question again um, their training and mm-hmm. real abilities because at the end of the day, um, they weren't in a Ferrari. That is a truck that could easily be spotted. They had a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, those UPS trucks have trackers. It, You know what I mean? Like, there's other ways, and people are calling into question. And that's not how method, you handle a hostage situation. That method and how they handle it, and just blatantly just shooting everybody down, um, people just aren't accepting that. And yeah. if you go to, like, some of their Twitter mentions, people are on fire. And I'm glad, mm-hmm. because sometimes... That's not the way you get answers sometimes when you, like, flood their comments and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they don't... 
always and, respond. And, and I'm not just talking about the police department. Sometimes even just corporations. Yeah. And that's the point when I say you do have a voice, mm-hmm. you do have power, mm-hmm. and we can make change because a lot of time pressures in these environment forces them to answer answer people and to put something out there. I haven't read anything about anything as of yet mm-hmm. of them explaining their methods in the matter. I don't know if they will uh-huh. talk about that, but most civilians who watched that was like, there had to be a better way. And I agree. Like, is this what Seven. y'all learned in the police academy just to be shooting whatever? Huh? Okay. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that was a whole bunch. <laughs> so what was that? Sorry, y'all. I thought I. So, all right. So, something. we going um head to the question of the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, last week was: Would you rather eat mac and cheese with sweet potatoes or stuffing with mashed potatoes? Our Thanksgiving question. Yes. <clears throat> so the modern day K says stuffing with mashed potatoes. Um, sweet potatoes and mac sounds gross. Get yourself together. <laughs> I a girl. No. I'm sorry. Thumbelina said mac and cheese with sweet potatoes. It's me, Tierra, said mac and cheese with sweet potatoes. Um, Reese Pieces stuffing with mashed potatoes. Um, Belle Scribd DeVoe said mac and cheese with sweet potatoes. And then Joyful Lock said stuffing with mashed potatoes because sweet mac and cheese is gross. Not the business for me. Girl, <laughs> once again, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Mac and cheese and sweet potatoes is the best Bruh. food combination Bruh. of all Bruh. time. And when I don't I'm, even like my food touching. When I'm making my plate and when I made my plate <laughs> on Thanksgiving, you best believe I put that mac down. I put those sweet potatoes. Let that juice slide over. Let that cheese slide over. It's the best. Y'all crazy. And you know what's funny? I agree with you. I'm picking the same one. And I don't like my food touch. I hate when food touches other food. But it's something. About that flavor. About that combo. And then, it's so good. And then if you even, this aside from the question, if you want to throw in a little bit of stuff. Don't. <laughs> let me, girl, I swear to God. I was the trap. Jesus, I was about to say, and you know what I do? Put a little stuff in there. I hate you so much. I literally want to say, on the other side of my mat. I put the stuff in there. <laughs> and sometimes a little stuffing mac with the sweet potato is a party in the mouth. And you're so annoying because I'm literally about to say that. You know. It makes it better. It okay. Y'all missing out. Y'all missing out on these food. And honestly, my family has never had mashed potatoes. This year was the first year I had mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving. I never had them before. We Thanksgiving never made before. it. I've never had yeah. mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving anyway. Yeah. Moving on, our question of the week this week, this past week, was if a movie was made about your life, what would it be called? And so we have, hmm, I don't know. La Douche Diva. You really, do you think that's how it's pronounced? <laughs> yes. Okay. She says, super villain. <laughs> T- I'm sorry, Teddy Renee, it would be called... This motherfucker right here. Wow, that sounds like See, a... look at her bug. It's... It sure is. <laughs> okay. It just... Um, that sounds like an action film. Uh, Nike underscore Rich 78. 
stop slamming my goddamn door. Are you a parent tonight? <laughs> or did you have pants your day? <laughs> or maybe or, you went from dealing with that with parents to dealing with that with kids. Right. I, yeah, I was curious. <laughs> Headshot, 1906, Kent. Oh, he got like a documentary title. <laughs> Can't make this shit up. A series of unbelievable events. All right. <laughs> so what you naming yours? Um, You Pray Love. Hmm, okay. I'm naming mine waitlisted. Why, why waitlisted? I think my life has been uh, a series of being waitlisted, and, you know, when I write my autobiography one day, that's what it'll be called. I've had that name picked out for years, Loki. Waitlisted, though? You yes. feel like... Okay. I, I've had a journey of being waitlisted. That's interesting. Yes, yeah, so that's what it would be called. And like I said, I've I've had this in my mind for a while. I see. <laughs> All right. So any TV we need to catch up on? Well, a lot is on break. Yes, thank God for the holidays. That's how. That's the only way I can binge. And I will say, um, I will. I can't give a Bravo moment. Mm-hmm. So married to medicine. We talked about the last episode. We talked about when Doctor Jackie was mentioning Buffy's, um. Infertility. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're on vacation in Mexico, the couple's trip. Um, There were some comments about Quad, because Quad is divorced. She is on the trip. Mm -hmm. I think it's appropriate because, one, she's on the show. And I know that traditionally these trips have been a couple trip. Look, she's not a couple anymore, and she's on the show. And she's not even a guest of the show. She's a main cast member. Mm -hmm. Whether y'all like it or not, she's going to be there. And I think it's weird because, like, she don't want y'all husbands, and y'all been friends for years. And I think I if never you have a that friend attitude. that you are worried about like liking your husband, that's not. It was your never friend. your friend, and so I just thought it was a weird attitude to be like, <laughs> or question your husband, one or other. Like, to be like, she's not married anymore. Boop, yeah. and it's like that could have happened to. First of all, there are other women there in the group who have had severe marriage problems where it could have ended that way. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons Simone, she was like, basically the big person that was doing that was Toya. And she was like, Toya, me and Cecil was about to get a divorce literally last year. Mm-hmm. Is that how you would have treated me? Saying I can't come, I can't mm-hmm. be involved in couple things. Mm-hmm. And I agreed. So they're on their trip. Yeah, because when, when we grow and all my friends are in relationships. Oh, I'm not. No, no, no. no, 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 no <laughs> Moving on. I ain't going there. And so, um... I want to invite And basically... Me and my dog. Can we... Can you stop okay, trying I'm to finish done. the Bravo moment? Are you done? Okay. So, everything is going cool, but they get to the dinner, and Buffy, in front of the entire couple's dinner, talks about Jackie saying that statement. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jackie responded in a way that I have never seen. She's typically the peacemaker mm. and the one who doesn't like or speak to someone. She was kind of nasty about it mm. to kind of saying that like, basically like I use people's stories for purpose. And Buffy was saying please use yours. Yeah, you don't, don't have a right to use mine. Yeah. And that was, and that, and the thing I was like, and not even use mine, but also acknowledge, like, if you, it's one thing if you use somebody else's example, but you have to and ask, the story, but you one need to ask, and two, don't use their real name. You know what I mean? Like, and she pointed to her right. after that. It was That's like, too far. That one right there can't have no kids. Yeah. It was just too much. <laughs> and so, you yeah, know, basically, Mm-mm. they was going back and forth. 
um, even heavily got involved. She didn't need to get involved, but Buffy on her own. I know Buffy is kind of like auditioning. Mm-hmm. I think she has enough energy where they could make her a full cast member. Mm-hmm. I do think they could use a little bit of a shakeup. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me does think she's a little extra, but she fits right in. So that was that. That was like the biggies from that one. Mm-hmm. Moving to Housewives of Atlanta. So, I told you about the whole kid comment. Like, I don't know if I want to bring my kid around to party. Yeah, from Eva. Right. So, Cynthia has a Bailey cue. And Kenya comes in with the gift Eva gave her daughter Mm. and tries to re-gift it to Portia. And Portia slowly realizes, she's like, but isn't this the gift Eva gave you? And so she basically hell? says, well, since she didn't like my energy, I don't know. Kenya's being petty. I don't, you know, know if I want the energy in this toy given to my daughter, right? Lord. So I felt like for Kenya, who even at that Bailey cube was like, well, I don't care. I don't care that you thought that. It's like, yes, you do. Yeah. You've been upset about it for the past couple of episodes. You, you made a point to bring the gift to make a moment. You do care. And it does bother you that she said that. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being honest about it and saying, why did you say that? That actually bothered me. She's doing that whole, I'm unbothered, but clearly you're bothered. I will say this. Eva holds her own. And I will say, in this case... She didn't start it, but she certainly finished it. Lord. And Eva Shea is very, um, she truly looks unbothered when she's giving those mm. statements. Where, like, the other ladies will, like, yell. and th- Like, she was sitting there with her fan saying some very funny, slick comments. Even reference to Kenya, keep eating them noodles on your plate. Oh, no. And it was very entertaining. But it's like, why do y'all keep going back and forth with this girl? Lord. So, what I am seeing, because there seems to be some sort of shift going between the group, where, like, Kenya's now cool with Portia and stuff like that. She says she's cool with Cynthia, but Kenya's being very shady. And then you have this other side where it's, like, Eva, like, Candy's in the middle to me. She gets mm. along with everyone. It's, like, this Eva and Cynthia thing and this Kenya-Portia thing. Mm-hmm that I'm starting to see and mm-hmm. they keep um, hinting to some sort of snake. So somebody in future episodes is relaying some information hmm. and, you know, they're saying that people got into physical altercations in one of their group oh, trips. Boy. So I'm just like, Lord, who the snake? Who touching who? Mm-hmm. As and Kenya has been saying in interviews that Nini spit, like oh. spit at her. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh Lord Jesus, we too old for all that now. That's- so I'm definitely interested to seeing where it's going. But I will say this. Kenya needs to chill. Mm-hmm. Kenya's talking a lot of trash about a lot of people, especially in the relationship category. Mm-hmm. Because, sweetie, your man on this show don't look like he like you. <laughs> and granted, um, you know, I'm not going to say he doesn't, but you look crazy on this show right now. So you sitting up here <clears throat> criticizing other people's relationship mm-hmm. when you literally are kind of saying that you're like a little jealous of your daughter because he's spending more time with the daughter than he is with you. I think you need to check your attitude is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. And then with Eva, when her when they're making comments about her and her daughter, not her daughter, um, and about you know the comments she made at the party, mm-hmm. I think she could have shown more grace and say, "Look, I can understand why that hurt you. It wasn't my intent. It's just 
sometimes when we get together, there's arguments and stuff like that. It wasn't related to you and your daughter. Yeah. She could have cleared it up, but she's not. And she's kind of being rude about it. Um, so then when people bring up her stuff, um, she's quick to do these low blows. But I'm like, as much as you like, they need to mind your business. Mm-hmm. You don't have an issue minding other people's business. I just feel like they're all a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> And that's why sometimes it's irritating because it's like, don't be like that towards me, but like you be like that towards everyone else. And mm-hmm. I just feel like what you get is what you give. And so if you putting that out there, don't get, don't cry hurt feelings when you get it back. I mean, and I yeah. think that's a lot of what these women do. And mm-hmm. it's annoying. Like, you know, the type of show you're on mm-hmm. and frankly, you know how it works. So it mm-hmm. kind of gets old when they do the, how dare she, <laughs> you know, what show you're on <laughs> and you know what you need to do to keep your peach. Right. And that's my problem. No one would watch it if it was nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, like, just no. Any other shows? I don't think that's it. I think. No. Yeah, I think everything else is on break. Yeah. So so I've just, and I've been watching, like, my Christmas holiday stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So today, for our topic, we would like to talk about the ways in which we are, we have been or are toxic um, to ourselves. And the ways in which we have grown from that. Because I think right now, it's just a good time to talk about it because we're both in good places with ourselves for the most part. Um, and so I think it's a good time to just talk about, like, you know, how we've grown and traits of toxicity towards yourself to watch out for. Because I think a lot of times we'll do it and not even realizing that we're doing things to ourselves. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, of course, you know me. I got a couple articles. Um, to support, and just to give examples of ways that you can, um, be toxic, um, even to yourself or just toxic behaviors, um, that you can grow from and make sure that you are in a good place regardless of the people around you. Um, so number one is downplaying your successes. Um, we both do that. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, I think in the past it was like, a very very bad habit I know for me even it was just like I'm a humble person and I I wrote a blog about this on goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com um about like being too humble and so being humble in a way that it's like I won't even acknowledge like the work that I've done to get to where I am um because I'm just trying to be so like oh you know nothing you know, I didn't do nothing, I'm humble, blah, blah. But it's like, you can, in my opinion now, um, be humble and still acknowledge, like, yes, I am still bomb, I'm still the ish, I'm still growing and learning and progressing in life, in my career, in any other area, um, and still have humility. And I think that was something I had to learn Shoot, still learning, because sometimes I think I fall back to old habits, but um, it's definitely a lesson that I learned. How did you kind of learn the lesson of, like, celebrating your own successes? Probably therapy. I mean, my therapist said, you know, there's a limit, there's a line between humble and then being, like, harmful to yourself. Mm -hmm. And she basically was like, you're being harmful to yourself. Mm-hmm. So me being so humble, like, no, it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes stuff is a big deal. And sometimes you did really well and there's nothing wrong with saying you did really well. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're bragging about yourself. It's literally stating the facts. Yeah. You did something really well. And I think another part of it is 
with me doing something really well is having the time and taking the time to give myself like gratitude for the moment. Like mm-hmm. if I won an award or I got, you know, you get promoted at work or these like great things happen to you and that things you put in the work for it. It wasn't just like you hit the lotto things that you put in work and here, here's something positive that came from it. Yeah. Acknowledge it for what it is yeah. and take the moment. Mm-hmm. So I definitely was someone who would be like, if someone's like, oh, you're so smart or, oh, look at what you've done. I'd be like, oh, no, it's no big deal. Right. Now when someone says, I'm like, thank you because I am smart mm-hmm. or because I did do that and right. I am proud of that. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of that and um, owning that I did whatever it was or I'm mm-hmm. having this sort of success. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, therapy helped me to get out of that. Right. And right. now I am that girl and I'm happy about it. So, um the next one is negative self-talk and so and this could be in dealing with other people or just like seeing with other what other people have that you don't have um and so kind of like talking down on yourself um and this could be about your physical self it could be about the way you think or how smart you are etc just negatively talking to yourself like in comparing yourself to others um Oh, for sure. I mean, that was definitely me. Yeah. Hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. I am a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And even though I have healthier habits, my perfectionism will never go away. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Um, I definitely spoke very negatively about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say there's nothing that someone could say to me that I didn't say to myself twofold. And that was true. That was truly true. If I made a mistake, I would hold myself so, you know, really keep myself down about it. Um, you know, if I wasn't feeling good about myself, I would just dig into these things. Mm-hmm. It was really negative and that mm-hmm. impacted my self esteem, that impacts your decision making mm-hmm. and not something I'm proud of, but something I did for a really long time and I still have moments but now I kinda like cut it off and I talk myself out of it. Yeah. But that's something recently I've gotten out of to be that girl. Yeah. Cause I mean that for sure Literally, when I say recently, I'm in like the past couple of months. <laughs> I got out of that space. Yeah, it was less and less over time, but now like I won't allow it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely had that. Mm-hmm. I definitely was doing that. I think for me, I realized so I struggle with being assertive, not aggressive, assertive. Um, in the way I felt about things, and as I became more assertive and like saying how I felt out loud. I think in saying how I felt out loud, I realized how many things that I was thinking that turned into words that were negative about myself. Because then I'm like saying out loud how it's like, oh, I don't shop there because I'm fat. Or like, oh, yeah, fat people don't do that. Like saying out loud so many times, it's like, dang, I say that a lot. (laughs) Like, I think that's what helped me realize, like, okay, if you are saying this and you realize how often you're saying it, Think about how much you probably think in it. And I think that was what helped me realize, like, mm, girl, okay, let's check this. <laughs> like, um, and it's something that I'm still working through, but I think in the process of just being more outspoken, outspoken is how I realize how much, and I don't want to even call it negative self-talk, but I guess self-talk is, is your negative thoughts about yourself. And I didn't realize how many of those just, like, naturally just like flowed into my yeah i didn't realize how how often they naturally came up and 
control my decisions mm-hmm. until I started saying it out loud. I'm like, dang, you talking about being fat a lot. Like, <laughs> like why you keep talking about being fat? And, um, and so I think that's what helped. And it's something I'm still working through, but... Um, just, I think working on that made me realize how I was being toxic to myself in that way. Cause I'm gonna keep it a stack. As much as we talk about toxic niggas, we can also acknowledge there are ways in which you're toxic that we understand how you can not realize that you're being toxic. And so that was one of those ways that I didn't realize that I was being toxic to myself. Um, okay. So next one is seeking the validation of others or those who you wish to be attracted by i feel like a lot of women Mm -hmm. um in particular struggle with this because at a young age we're always fed the dream of like oh you're supposed to get married have kids blah blah blah. so it's like you always do you still have a man yep you always wanting some capacity yep you're always wanted to be like uh, uh, attracted by someone and so it's like it's almost like we all raised to be pick memes <laughs> it is like initially you have to take your own um i guess your own values in front of that thinking to not turn into a pick me um but i feel like so uh because of you know how we're raised a lot of women just have that want to be desired and want to change themselves in order to be desired yeah yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I feel like I got over that early-er, but <laughs> I, do, I definitely know, like, at some points, there were things that God would be like, oh, I don't like that. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I can't do that. And it's like, girl, no. <laughs> like, you do what you want to do and don't change what you want to do. If it's, like, not hurting or harming anyone just because someone else wants you to be a certain way. Well, I definitely feel like in moments like that I was never like that mm-hmm. and I ain't never like I like what I like and I've yeah. never felt like I needed to change what I've liked mm-hmm. um in regards to like maybe my hair or things like that mm-hmm. um do I feel like there are moments when I feel like I was like you know you want a certain level of attention from a dude for yeah. sure yeah Ugh, it sounds icky I know. Out. I know but for sure yeah. I'm not above that that definitely <laughs> I've experienced that and like looking back on it I literally cringe because <laughs> it's like ew girl why are you sitting over here like and I think for me I think sometimes even if I wasn't changing myself, I just mm-hmm. worried about it t- uh, way too yeah. often. So it's like you wasn't going as far as to change yourself, but you still thought about it like, dang, I wish I was like this. Right. Yeah. Or why don't they like that? Or You know yeah. what I mean? So like I wasn't changing myself, but then I would question it. And yeah. then I feel like a lot of these, I feel like the traits that we're talking about to me can easily connect, mm-hmm. at least for me. Oh, yeah. So it would be like, why why do they only like this? Why don't they like me? And then the negative talk happens, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not this, because you're not that, you mm-hmm. don't like this. And then it's just just such a dangerous cycle Yeah, that I think man, woman, however you identify, mm-hmm. I think we can all say at one point in our life, you've experienced that. Yeah. And even sometimes, even if it's not like validation from a guy as a woman, it could be validation from a peer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people like this. Somebody, I, I know people who do that at work. Mm-hmm. We all know somebody, right? Yeah. There's people who do it in friendships. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if you don't do it, 
for a romantic thing, mm-hmm. I think everyone can identify that they've she, done you it. You might do it with your parents. True. <laughs> I think everyone can identify that that's something yeah. that they've experienced. Yeah. And um, and it's not. True. It might start with seeking validation from your parents. Who knows? I'm not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, most of, you know, most of that stuff go back to your childhood. <laughs> right. And, Right. And moments in your childhood. And right. sometimes those moments are in the house. Yeah. They're, you know, in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff can be traced back mm-hmm. to a moment then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is something that Lord knows. <laughs> I dealt with so much and sometimes still deal with um, people pleasing. I, yeah, Jesus girl. Christ. That's your vice. <laughs> For sure. I am such a people pleaser that like too much. I I think the default for me at a point was if everybody else happy, cool. No. And it it didn't matter if I was happy. You was like never on the list. Yeah, yeah. And I was like that for so long. You used to drive me insane. <laughs> I remember I'll tell y'all a short story. Um, freshman year, because we initially we couldn't have cars, eventually I ended up like sneaking to have a car on campus. Finessing. <laughs> right, I finessed the system. So I have a car on campus, but initially when we moved, we did not have, we couldn't have cars on campus. So, and I mentioned this before, the only way to get, like, to Walmart or, like, get groceries or anything was to take the shuttle. But we had one roommate, well, we had two roommates that were local, but one that was allowed to have a car on campus. And it was, like, the first week of college she was going to take a couple of us to Walmart to get whatever crap we needed for the run. Mm-hmm. And then another person jumped in because they needed to go too. And then she realized we couldn't all fit in the car. And I sacrificed. Even though I was in the initial, like, yeah, I need to go to Walmart. And she was, like, willing to take us. Because one person jumped in on it, we wouldn't all have enough space. I sacrificed. And I stayed in the room. Y'all all went to Walmart. And you were so irritated. You like, but you wanted to go. But you need to go. Like, you kept saying it. You was like, but you were supposed to be going. And, like, it irritated you so much that it was like, so you just going to stay here? Like, I was no, like. No, I mean, I, yeah. your people pleasing annoys, would annoy <laughs> the crap out of me. Because she was never taking care Mm-hmm. of herself she was mm-hmm. always doing everything for everybody mm-hmm. and then would be sitting out not doing the stuff that she wants to do yeah. and it used to drive me insane yeah. and then i would get literally mad <laughs> i would be like what are you doing like i would literally get upset because i just felt like no like she wasn't doing what she wanted to do and then i also felt like people around her was so cool yeah, they were with her cuz everybody else up, was happy with giving up what she wanted to do yeah. or whatever whatever and it would piss me off cuz i'm like i felt like nobody was like um really like taking care of her like mm-hmm. being and like over the years i've had to check myself because i sometimes feel like protective mm-hmm of Sydney because mm-hmm. of years of that mm-hmm. and I'm like if nobody gonna cap for her I am like right. if no one's gonna like stand up and be like no 
I will. And now that like, and I'm really happy. She has her own thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't got to be that no more because she handling her business. Yeah. But I definitely would get frustrated because I'm like, that's not how it works. And that's a lot of times why y'all y'all know I don't be liking who she be with. And that's pretty much why. Those are the root reasons why. Yeah. Because I always felt like she was going over and beyond for these dudes and they were not doing the same for her. And mm-hmm. I did not like that mm-hmm. because she deserved to be treated she was deserved to be met with the energy she was given, and I felt mm-hmm. like her energy was not being met. Mm-hmm. And that is why I really didn't like none of them dudes. Right. Because right. I just felt like they was takers. Right. And I think what it took for me to realize it was, like, at my first, like, real job in my industry, you know, you get the peer reviews for your anniversary or whatever. And it was, the feedback was always, like, she's willing to help everyone, but they were worried that I was not focusing on my task enough. And it's like, I'd be dang if I let this affect my money. And right, so at that point, right. you had I had to realize, I am a helpful person. Like There's nothing wrong with being right, that way. Right, but you have to have boundaries and be like, I'm helpful, I'm willing to help, but today ain't the day because I got this, right. this, this, this and this is the limit. Or because that's your job and I'm not helping, like... There are limits. I'm still a very helpful person, but there and you're are... still a good person. Right. Just because you say no sometimes right. yeah. doesn't take away the fact that you're still a good person yeah. and you're still a kind person mm-hmm. and you're still an extremely giving person. Mm-hmm. It's just, we should all have limits. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't feel like I've had that issue, really. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one trait I ain't, I ain't never... I don't think I've ever had that type of, like... People pleasing mentality. Like, I do what I want to do, and when I don't want to, I won't. And I don't feel no way about it. Um, the next one on this list is perfectionism. Ooh. <laughs> Look, you ain't do the last one, so the next one must be. That's me. Yeah, Um. and so it just talks about, like, how... Me? Is my name there? <laughs> no, your name is not there. But it, it talks about perfectionism. Trying to be right, but not perfect. Um, And so it's just saying, like, you can be right. You can get the job done effectively and efficiently, and it may not be perfect in that nine times out of of ten, nothing is going to be perfect. And so how striving for that... Ten times out of ten. (laughs) Striving for that can hurt and hinder yourself, and it doesn't give yourself grace to be human. Striving for protect for perfection literally is what was the cause of my panic attacks in college. Mm. I remember we used to go walking at Walmart. I know. That would help. Um I like I said, I'm a perfectionist. Like mm-hmm. I am literally the clinical definition, my therapist was telling me. Like mm-hmm. that's how much my personality matches. Mm-hmm. It is literally exact what's in like the textbook yeah so with that being said guys <laughs> that will not go away <laughs> but i can you know have healthier habits to deal with it mm-hmm. my perfection does come from childhood trauma mm-hmm. um ain't none of your business what it is you know <laughs> maybe one day i'll say it but not today mm-hmm. um and it come it came from there and it, it followed me and just like a uh, ankle weight mm-hmm. dragged me right along. And in college, that's when it hit the head. And that's when I was having panic attacks and mm-hmm. really bad anxiety. Um, I wasn't 
really, I don't feel like I was the nicest person either. It was just a lot going on. And what I learned is just that what you said within therapy is like giving yourself grace Mm -hmm. and knowing that you're doing your best Mm -hmm. and best is not perfection. Doing your best Mm -hmm. is enough. Yeah. And that's all you have to do in every situation. Mm -hmm. And that has been a constant thing. I mean, it's better for me today, but there's still times when I literally am saying an affirmation or I'm like checking in on myself. I'm checking myself to say, that's enough, Shanae. You don't mm-hmm. need to worry about it. I definitely still have moments where it kicks into high gear. And I feel like ultimately I use per my perfectionism in the healthiest way and as far as my career. Mm-hmm. I am an event planner mm-hmm. and I pretty much any decent event planner would be a perfectionist type A personality that mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a positive way to use it. <laughs> um, and I check in, constant check in to make sure that I'm not putting this outrageous pressure on myself and the expectation that will never be reached because that's just the whole thing with perfectionism. You will never reach it. Mm -hmm. And so it's this constant, like, hamster wheel type of thing. And and it was bothering me pretty much in every aspect of life. Everything had to be perfect. And I still have moments where it, like, creeps out and I have to tell myself, it's enough. Mm -hmm. What you did is enough. What you're doing is enough. But um, that definitely is mine. Yeah. I have always been a perfectionist. Yeah, that's one that I haven't struggled with. But I'm getting a foot cramp. Why oh, are getting not, cramps? I was about to say we're not going. No, no, no. I'm good. You got water right in front of you. I do. Let me sit. <laughs> let me sit my water. I don't need more cramps. All right, I'm only going to do two more because I don't want this episode to be like ridiculously long. So the next one is taking everything personally. Um, and so sometimes when people make comments about others or in general, we feel like they're being directed towards us. And while it's natural to have that reaction to, um, while assuming that that person has that feeling directly towards you, um, can be a little bit toxic to yourself. Um, I'm definitely somebody to take everything personally. It's like you say something about the masses or you say something about a stranger and I'm like, well, what about me? Like, that's just, I think, my natural reaction. So I definitely, like, take everything personally. I don't think I worked on that yet. Um, <laughs> so that may be a toxic trait that still exists within why do myself. You do, why do you feel like that happens? Well, I think because for me, it's like if you can feel that about others, what's keeping you from feeling that about me? Even if we are closer, you having that thought in general but, offends me. So for But example, even though you don't know that we have that thought. So for example, um, let's say somebody making a comment about girls over two hundred. If we friends and you making that comment, I'm taking it personally. And then nine times out of ten, for friends of fat people, they always do this. Oh, I'm not talking about you. But girl, I'm over two hundred. But what if they literally don't view you that way? I'm still the fact Cause the way because the way people throw shade <laughs> is not always the way they have it for their friends. Not always. So like, even if they felt that way, they don't view you that way. So my thing is always then don't have don't view others that way because you don't know them. Agree. I mean, hey, <laughs> shady comments are nice. I'm not saying it's nice <laughs> what they're saying. I'm saying that if they say they don't view you that way, why is that not believable? It's not that it's not believable. I think for me it's that, you know, 
even if I'm your friend and that person is a stranger, the fact remains that we're both over 200. So if you feel a way about them because they're over 200, that fact is true for me. And so in my thinking, it's like, so if you wasn't cool with me, you would think that way about me. And I'm not cool with that. I don't know if that's right. Okay. Cause like I said, this might be a toxic trait that still exists for me. Cause I don't be cool with that ish. <laughs> Cause you take it personally. I definitely take that ish personally. Hmm. I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah. No, you can't. If it's something that exists in me, and you make it that comment about other people, I'm definitely going to take that ish personally. So doesn't that more mean like you feel more insecure, and that's why you're taking it personally? Maybe. I don't know. Because if they're not saying it to you, they're not talking to you, and they're not commenting but towards you. But they're talking you, about a characteristic that exists within me. But I'm saying, but doesn't that... I'm not saying what they're saying is right. right. I'm saying that for you, doesn't that maybe seem like there could be an insecurity there that you feel about it? Totally. For you to take it person since they're not like talking to you totally totally talking about it totally could be but i think going back to what we said before i'm such a person that i treat people kind regardless Uh if we are not getting a charlie horse i'm good i'm good that was my back that time (laughs) i'm just stiff child i need a massage (laughs) i think i'm such a person that like i treat people kindly and fairly and like they are deserving of everything and more regardless of whether or not i know them because I believe you should treat the janitor and the CEO with the same level of respect. Okay. So if someone makes a okay. comment... Okay, uh, uh, Twitter post. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone makes a comment about the janitor and they making a comment about something that exists within me, I'm going to have a problem with it. So That's if I like, say, her puffball is nappy, would you be I'm like... I'd be like, her puffball look just like mine. You think mine look nappy? I've never, I honestly, y'all, wow, I did not realize this about you. I've literally learned something today. I I literally think I say that is by default, but yeah. I just never, I did not, I've learned something today because I didn't realize you thought that way or felt that way when someone will make a comment and you you feel like you have the same char- characteristic or the same thing and you're mm-hmm. like, well, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> right. But I, I understand, I understand <laughs> it. I just didn't realize you uh, felt that way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it depends on the person for me more mm-hmm. if I take things personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, naturally, I think as you feel more solid in yourself, Overall, you care less about what other people think, mm-hmm. um, or you don't take things as personally for certain people. Mm-hmm. I think in me, it comes down to people. Um, it depends on how much I care about you mm-hmm. for me to like take something personally. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't bang with you like that, psh, who cares? Who are you? <laughs> like that's how I be feeling. Like, who are you? You don't know me, <laughs> and I don't feel no type of way. Like, whatever. If it's someone I care about. Somewhere I have feelings for, mm-hmm. um, then I could definitely be more sensitive to things and may mm-hmm. take things personally. But sometimes I really will in moments. I will tell you, all therapy heals a lot, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that there are moments where I'll say, like, mm, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, don't even, don't relate it to anything to you because mm-hmm. it's not about you. And if someone adjusts it to you then I'm like then you can, you have a right to feel something you have a right to answer to it mm-hmm. but if it ain't directed at you then they directed at you and so what I'll say for you is 
then instead of taking it personally, just take the moment to say, well, that's mean. Stop being mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't say it to you. They didn't say it to you. But for you to feel like it's kindness and it's unkind, then mm-hmm. I challenge you to say, hey, that's unkind. Why say that about that person? Right. Yeah, I feel bad. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> it's a butt ton more on this list, but seven is the number of completion, so I'm just going to stop there. So what... <laughs> What other ways, I know you mentioned affirmations, but what other ways do you kind of check the toxic traits that you know that you default to against yourself? Um, I mean, I just feel like I use more logic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I'm in these zones, um, I'm making assumptions. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm having unhealthy expectations. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, the perfectionism. So a lot of times it's me. Sometimes when I say check myself or talk myself down, I'm not even doing that. I'm literally just laying out the facts mm. and being like, why my mind? I'm like, see, this is why this happened. Cause you, no, no, no. You did this mm-hmm. and that's that. Mm-hmm. It ain't this, this, it ain't X, Y, and Z and one, two, three. Cause a lot of times I spiral. Mm. So for example, I make a mistake at work. And then I'm like, see, you can't do nothing right. Your life sucks. And you're <laughs> You may start stupid. making up situations. And I, that's why. Oh, my God. I'm next the worst. Next year when you do this, it never happened, by the way. <laughs> that's going to happen. And it's like, so now in moments like that, when I'll say, like, talk myself down or talk myself out of it, is me using, like, logic and what is happening right now. Like, mm. using that same example. You made a mistake at work. Mm-hmm. That sucks, but you found a solution for the mistake, mm-hmm. and you learn from it. Do you always make mistakes at work? No. Do you mistake? Do you make mistakes sometimes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you still do a kick-ass job at your job? Yes. And that's what I'll play in my head because, mm-hmm. because like the perfectionism will jump out. I make a mistake, and then it turns into the negative talk, and then I'm spiraling, and I'm saying all these mean things to me when it's like you literally made one mistake on one random day. <laughs> right. And so it's like, keep it to what it actually is. And so a lot of times, that's how I keep myself in, I feel like, a healthy space. If one day I'm feeling down about my physical appearance, it's like, why are you feeling down? Is there, did you, did someone say something to you? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see someone and you're comparing yourself? Like, that is my method, is talking all the way through it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, frankly, I learned in therapy, being able to talk through the entire situation. Because yeah. typically when you can talk all the way through it, you can either identify where it comes from, mm-hmm. or sometimes you can take the emotion out of it and you can still make logical decisions. Yeah. You know, your emotions get charged and you're doing, like, the extra stuff. So I try to just keep it, like, at a logical place of what is actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why are you feeling this way? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like about staying present in the moment, mm-hmm. not adding outside factors, and just talking my way through whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like I can keep some of that toxicity and negativity away. Because I was telling Cindy before the episode, I'm feeling really good. I'm just feeling good about myself and where I am, and mm-hmm. my life is not perfect, and that's okay. I'm still feeling good and I'm still happy and that's mm-hmm. that is perfection right yeah I think for me <clears throat> I used to just tell the people around me what I needed and so I'd be like I need you 
this is just an example. But it's like, I need you to regularly tell me that I'm beautiful. I need you to do this, blah, blah. But what I found is that people are imperfect. And so when people wouldn't do it, I'm like, well, you're not telling me. And so how am I supposed to know that I'm beautiful? But then I realized, I'm like, you still rely on the outside resources. Come on with it. Um, And so I had to switch that because I used to be really good for reading my affirmations every morning when I had my own place. I am not in control of my environment anymore. So I recorded my own like affirmations to myself that some of them are like you know the generic i am successful blah blah like those but then some of them are very specific to me and to the negative thoughts that i have about myself and so because i'm a i'm a podcast person i listen to podcasts every day on the way to work i now play those recordings every day on the way to work to hear yourself talking it kind of is because i'll just say them that's an interesting way to do it like recording and like listening to them because since i like my routine is to get in the car and play Mm -hmm. the podcast it's just a simple to get in the car and play play. a couple rounds of them and then start your day exactly and so it, it was easier to make that a part of my routine since being in my car and going to work is a part of my environment that it's like I'm by myself. I can control that environment. I can make sure no other sounds are going on and no one else is interrupting me. Even if I get a phone call, the settings of my phone, make sure that the phone call don't interrupt the recording. Like everything is controlled in that environment. And so that has helped, um, for me thus far, I may implement more things later, but, um, that like listening to them every day, because what I, I realize is that sometimes I would only read my affirmations on days that I was struggling. Mm-hmm. But having that as a regular routine means that on days that you're struggling, it's there. And on days that you're not, it's still there to reaffirm Right, what you and it's, it starts, it really does break down that whole, like, it really not break down. Mm-hmm. It really starts the whole rewiring. Yeah. Rewiring our default settings. Mm-hmm. So you taking the time to do that every day, I think it makes it easier when it's a struggle day because yep. that that becomes your default, yeah. not the negative thoughts. Yeah. It's rewiring our default settings to right. skew positive. Right. Um, and so then it that rolls in your head. I actually right. think I may try that, like record them and listen to them. It was a tip I got from my pu- my uh, my therapist. Because mm. she knows that I'm a podcast person. She's mm-hmm. like, well, you always listen to something on your phone. Listen to this. Like, right. <laughs> no, I think that's so. like a, a cool idea. Like mm-hmm. mine's is on my little notepad on my phone and I'm the mm. same I have general ones and then if there's something going on you craft one for that moment yeah um and I say them every day mm-hmm. and I do notice that sometimes when things happen and I'm starting to feel it it will pop up in my head mm-hmm. so they do work yeah it does take some time because I definitely thought they were corny for a very long time <laughs> but I have reaped the benefits. I think some of the cornier ones that I make up are better for me. Really? So, like, one of the ones that me and my therapist made up together was, it's okay to be chai tea. And the reason why, that's corny as hell, I know. But the reason why... I don't get it. I was like, chai tea. Let me explain. Okay. Everybody don't like chai tea. I love chai tea. I love chai tea. And that's okay. It's Ah. okay to be preferred by some and not by others. Because that don't mean that chai tea is bad. It just means that it's a preference. And there's nothing actually wrong with being chai tea. Chai tea is delicious. I I love me some chai tea. But, (laughs) so that's... That's the only thing I'll drink from Starbucks. (laughs) So it's kind of a corny one. But it's like, as soon as I hear it, I know the explanation behind it. And I know what it means. And I can keep moving. And so it's like... I just started doing it recently, but it's like I some of them are even like specific to things that I'm dealing with 
at this moment. So yeah. I may change it in the future because yeah. I may not be dealing with all the same struggles at that point in time. But right. it has been helpful thus far. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I wish our episode should be called Chai Tea. Oh, there that. I'm going to have to like tell that. my therapist she's going to be. <laughs> I like that. Chai Tea. <laughs> I'll do that. So... Um, I hope you guys learned something. Like I said, there are many, many, many more ways that you can be toxic to yourself. But I think the key is learning, like, the ways in which you can treat yourself better. Because, shoot, there are tons of ways other people can treat you better. And we could talk about that all day long. But I think the key to getting other people to treat yourself come on treat with it come on to treat yourself better and there's and the knowing gospel. what you're worth and knowing how you should be treated Woo. then when other people don't treat you that way you can get rid of them mm. and you can keep the ones around that do treat you that way and you can hold them hold people accountable come on now. for treating them in the ways in which you want to be treated pass that collection plate <laughs> of word has been spoken <laughs> A word past that chai tea cup. A word has been spoken. Okay. So, I just think it's very important because, you know, we love talking about how niggas gonna need. But we gotta make sure that we're treating ourselves right so that when niggas nig, we can get rid of them quick. And niggas, love yourself better too. Yes. I would love to Because... Hear- you probably you probably would need less yes. if you was feeling better. That's the problem with both mm-hmm. sides of the yes. coin. Woo-hoo. We both got issues, yes. blaming each other for our issues. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is a small tangent before we end. I feel like a lot of the niggas that are nigging, huh? It's because they don't treat themselves well. They're probably toxic to themselves because they haven't learned the trauma that they've entailed and dealt with it. And it's not easy to even explore Mm -hmm. as a man. And that's why, like, even when I am dealing with men and I know some of the things they struggle with, I go above and beyond, going back to being a people pleaser, but I go above and beyond to ensure that they know that that's not true. So it's like if they think a certain ways about themselves, I will make sure I am there every day, every other day, whatever, to affirm that no, you are handsome. Don't listen to what them people say. Like I, that's just my personality because I know niggas be struggling with this and they just don't talk about it. Oh, for sure. And so it's like I feel like I want to ensure that you know, I, if you're not doing it for yourself, I'm doing it for you until you can get to the point to do it for yourself. And hopefully, you have boundaries and limits because sometimes oh, yeah. when people aren't ready to take it, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Oh, well, yeah, that's true, but... <laughs> that's that's <fair>. beautiful. <laughs> Still have your boundaries. Uh, yes, Because people have to be ready to <laughs> fully love themselves, yes. and I hope... And receive. And receive the love, yeah. and I hope yeah. that more people take time to do so. Um, everyone should be doing that, and I do think if people... We're, if we were really taking care of ourselves, mm-hmm. like really taking care of ourselves, emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, mm-hmm. um, I do think we would have a lot less people problems with each other. Yeah. Because I know a big part of my journey in therapy, and now that I feel like, I don't want to say I'm a nicer person, because um, I, I do feel like I've always been kind, mm-hmm. but the things that have changed for me is I have a lot more empathy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really develop 
um, as high of the empathy level that I'm currently at and that emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. until I went through my own journey Mm -hmm. with therapy. And Mm now, um, you know, do people get on my nerves? Yes. Do I get upset? But the empathy I have and the level of understanding Mm -hmm. that I give people, I still have boundaries. I still have my limits. But that has helped me to understand that a lot of times, nine times out of ten, everybody's coming from a place of hurt. Everyone's hurt is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say some people hurts are bigger than, you know what I mean? Everyone is different. Everyone has impacted them. And so I think if Everybody goes through hurts at different times in life. Different times of life. And for them, it can be a lot. For you, maybe not. Yeah. You know, what you can hold and what someone else can hold are completely different. Yeah. And I think that if people took more time to really develop that within themselves, if people really took the time to have more empathy, because mm-hmm. to me, having empathy and understanding can then leads to just kindness, because mm-hmm. you're giving it. Mm-hmm. And the world would seriously be a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We hope y'all got something from this, and we hope that you're doing everything in your power. Come on. To deal with the toxic traits that you um, have towards yourself. Right. And that you are ensuring that you treat yourself as best as you can. Come on. The way that you want a mate to treat you. Whoo! Treat yourself that Girl, way. pass uh- that child tea again. Cindy <laughs> is speaking some words. She is giving some words. And I hope y'all receive, because I'm sitting here like, who? I received two words. Second service. I'm going for a third. No. Now, with one, if can you come? One, come on down. Let's end it right. So, I'm going to end all that with guys. Throughout this holiday season, we have some content that we're going to be providing for y'all. So, please, please, please pay attention to our um, platforms, all of our platforms. So, Instagram, Good Girls Behaving Badly, um, Twitter, GGBB Podcast, um, Facebook, Good Girls Behaving Badly, and then, of course, our website, goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com. If you ever have a topic suggestion, anonymous stories, we really love those, um, or any or other. Or you need our help. Do you need... Our help. You right. want our feedback. We're always here to give it. Yes. Good girls behaving badly at gmail.com. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.